Chapter 12, The Pillowcase. Nyx rolled to the side and touched to the back of her head. It felt like it had split in two, but her hand came away clean. Feet pounded toward her. Are you okay? Jordan asked. What happened? He's in there. Jordan retrieved the umbrella and flung the door open. Hey, stop! Then he was gone. Stupid Jordan. Why did he go in alone? Panic lifted Nyx to her feet. For a second she thought she might faint, but managed to stumble into the study with Sarah on her heels. Help me! Jordan yelled. Get his other leg! The scene didn't seem real. A short figure, clothed all in black, protruded halfway out of the window, while Jordan hung onto his ankle with both hands. The man pulled himself farther out the window and tried to kick free of Jordan's grip. The man's head wasn't the same color as the rest of his body. He had some kind of white cloth wrapped around his face, with two holes cut out for eyes. At the back of his neck, the fabric had been gathered together and tied to make the mask fit tight. Help me! Jordan screamed again. But before Nix or Sarah could act, the man's thrashing foot made contact. Jordan flew across the room and collided with the desk. The intruder slipped out the window with startling speed. Above them, a flurry of footsteps pattered along the roof, then faded into nothing. Sarah ran to the window. A splash echoed through the backyard. He's nuts, Sarah cried. I can't believe he made it. Nix arrived at the window in time to see the man crawl out of the pool and limp toward the trees. Before he vanished into the night, Nix thought she saw something tucked under his arm. Adrenaline still coursed through her. She had to get outside. There might still be a chance of catching him. He couldn't get far on foot. Nix turned to tell Jordan her plan and gasped. I'll get a towel, Sarah said. Both Jordan's lips had grown to twice their normal size, and his metal-covered teeth were almost black with blood. Streams of red ran down his chin and onto his shirt. Involuntary tears mixed with the blood and dripped quarter-sized spots onto the white carpet. Nix's eyes watered just looking at him. She wanted to say something comforting, but all she could do was stand there and hurt for him. Sarah appeared and held a white towel out to Jordan. I'm not using that, he said thickly through his enormous lips. I'll ruin it. It's fine. We have a thousand of them. Hurry, I've got to call my dad. Jordan reluctantly brought the towel to his face and sucked in his breath. The bathroom's across the hall, Nick said, pleased to be so well informed about this part of the house. She reached to help Jordan, but he waved her off, so she followed him out of the study. Tiago still stood, trembling, next to the stairs. He looked so pathetic. If her best friend hadn't been gushing blood, Nix might have gone to see if the Spaniard needed something. A glass of water? A blanket? A girlfriend that didn't call him Alfie? Jordan spit red into the sink. When my dad finds out who that freak was, I'll see how he looks a boot to the mouth. On the bright side, we probably saved Sarah's life. Jordan scoffed. He didn't look too dangerous. What kind of an idiot wears a pillowcase on his head? I was wondering what that was. Jordan splashed water on his mouth and hooted with pain. Then he spent a few moments swearing. Nix handed Jordan a wad of toilet paper to staunch the bleeding. That was pretty bomb how you grabbed his leg. If someone had gotten the other leg, maybe he wouldn't have gotten away. Sorry, it happened kind of fast. I wasn't talking about you. You had just head planted into the wall. I was talking about... Jordan motioned toward the end of the hall. Nix wiped a drop of blood off the sink. I don't blame Tiago for not wanting to get his face broken. Think of all the distraught girls. It would be like smashing a stained glass window. She'd meant it as a joke, but Jordan seemed to sense the truth behind it. Instead of replying, he lifted his top lip and examined it in the mirror. Nix winced and turned away. Hope Dad gets here soon. 
Jordan mumbled, although I can't say if you'll be too happy. No kidding. But whatever Jordan's punishment, it would be nothing to what Nix was in for. Not only had she betrayed Sergeant Frost's trust by helping Jordan sneak off, but she'd also let the dog killer in. Even if Sarah hadn't realized the window had been left open, a police sergeant wouldn't need any help figuring it out. Jordan grabbed another handful of toilet paper and held it to his face so he could accompany Nix into Sarah's room. The other struggled to move the mattress back into place. Tiago looked to be feeling better. At least he no longer resembled a deer in the center lane. Quite the opposite. He now seemed genuinely enthusiastic about helping Sarah, the muscles in his arms flexing in manly exertion. Nix had stepped forward to offer some close proximity assistance when Jordan spoke through his toilet paper mask. I wouldn't wait to move anything, at least until my dad takes some pictures. What? Sarah dropped her end of the mattress with a whump. I don't want anyone taking pictures of my room like this. What did your dad say? Nix asked Sarah, feeling a change of subject might keep frazzled nerves from exploding. Sarah huffed. I got his dumb voicemail, like always. I got a hold of my mum, Tiago said. She was in town, so she won't be up for another half hour. That's okay, Jordan said. You should stick around and write statements anyway. Tiago held his phone out to Nix. You need to ring anyone. Oh, right. Hey, Mom, I know I'm supposed to be getting off work right now, but actually, I'm ten miles away being interviewed by the police. No, thanks, Nick said, but she offered him an unnaturally large smile, so he knew the gesture was appreciated. Twenty minutes later, Jordan's dad still hadn't arrived, and Nix was starting to regret not calling home. Her mother was probably in the process of filing a missing persons report. Nix was curled up on the black leather couch and trying not to think about cats or large, angry women. Somewhere on the first floor, Tiago laughed. He and Jordan had set out to make an evidence documentary with his fancy new flip phone. Nix had been too exhausted to join them, but the laughter reminded her she was missing out on prime friendshipping time. Why did making and keeping friends have to be so much work? Nix pried herself off the couch and headed to the lower floor. Halfway down the stairs, she stopped. In the garden room, partially obscured by a large ornamental palm, Sarah knelt by the still shape of her dog one hand on the chestnut fur and the other covering her eyes. Nix's own feelings of anxiety, weariness, and self-pity drained away to make room for a much bigger feeling. The compassion gripped her like an iron hand, refusing to let her look away. This was the real reason she could sit for hours in the graveyard. Somehow the gut-wrenching sympathy made her feel intimately connected to even complete strangers. It was like hot chocolate she couldn't stop drinking, even as it scalded her tongue. Sarah's back heaved in silent sobs. It was all Nix could do not to go down and put an arm around her, but her feet remained rooted to the spot. In the back rooms, the boys argued about camera angles, but Nix crouched on the stairs, crying with Sarah. A familiar compulsion unfurled inside her, a determination to protect Sarah at any cost, to keep her from enduring any more pain. Nix had felt that same protective instinct seven years ago when she'd seen the skinny blonde boy getting his pinky bent back. Things were a lot simpler in second grade. How in the world was she supposed to protect Sarah now? What if the pillowcase guy broke in again? What if he was looking for more than something to pawn? Would Sarah have friends around to protect her the next time? Of course she would. She was Sarah Hainsworth. Practically every person at Woods Cross High would trade their front teeth to be her friend. Sarah certainly didn't need a chubby girl to defend her. Nix wiped a tenacious tear from the underside of her chin. Her days as a bodyguard were over. Without realizing it, Nick shifted her weight and sent a groan through the stairs. Sarah glanced over her shoulder, 
I didn't, Nick said. I, I was looking for... She stumbled back up the stairs. When she was out of sight, she buried her hot face in her hands. What an idiot. Nix knew the risks of people watching. She'd been caught before. But the people in the graveyard didn't know her and would likely never see her again. This was Sarah Hainsworth. Nix cooled her face with water from the bathroom sink. She debated whether to apologize, but decided it would only make things more awkward. Instead, she found some glass cleaner under the sink and wiped Jordan's blood residue out of the basin. In the same cabinet, Nix also noticed a bottle of carpet cleaner. Maybe she should have a go at the blood spots in the hall and study. It was such a beautiful carpet. It would be a shame to let it stain. And thanks to her mother's 23 fur babies, Nix was something of an expert at cleaning spots out of the carpet. As it happened, industrial-strength rich people cleaner worked much better than the mild dish soap solution her mother prescribed for trailer maintenance. It only took a few minutes to obliterate all traces of the blood. Nix was drying the carpet with tissues when Sarah walked into the study with a spoon and a quart container of yogurt. Oh, you don't have to do that. Sarah took a princess-sized bite of her snack. Besides a slight pink tinge to her cheeks, you couldn't even tell she'd been crying. Nix tossed the tissues in the garbage. I don't mind. I'm done anyway. Thanks. Nix smiled and looked at the floor. I didn't mean to, but Sarah waved her off and sat down in a shiny leather armchair. They sat in silence for a moment. Nix couldn't hear the boys anymore. He was about to suggest they go find them when Sarah spoke. Something was off about that person. Off? Did she mean besides the fact that he'd killed her dog, wrecked her room, and kamikazed off the roof? I don't think he was human. Nix didn't know quite what to say to that. You think I'm stupid, Sarah said. Everyone does. Just because I'm blonde, I'm automatically brainless. I don't think that. Maybe a little reckless. So you're saying maybe the guy was a robot or something? Sarah scowled, as if she thought Nix was making fun of her. I think it was the Gallows Hill hag. Nix blinked. What was happening? Sarah was suddenly acting like Beryl. We're all pretty shaky after. Bottom dwellers don't know about her. People on the hill don't want word to get out. Something about property value and an invasion of Satan worshippers. Okay... So there's an old lady who runs around the uppers harassing people? You don't believe me. Sarah took another bite of the yogurt, larger this time, as if to stifle the sob trying to escape. Sarah, I... Why would someone murder a defenseless animal? And why trash my room if they weren't going to take anything? Nick shook her head slowly, relieved at the change of topic. He knew better than to say what she was thinking. There was obviously imbalance. Best if they didn't dwell on the man's possible motives, whether kidnapping, murder, or filming a secret camera TV show. Nix's legs had fallen asleep. She got up from the floor and sat carefully on a sturdy-looking coffee table. Thank you for coming back, Sarah said. Tiago told me you practically jumped out of Chuck's car to make sure I was okay. I wasn't real excited about driving with him anyway. I almost peed my pants on the way to the Abendroths. Sarah set the yogurt on the desk next to her. I'm sorry for what they did to you up there. Nick shrugged. I got some good exercise. It was stupid. I can't believe they would do something like that in that house after... Well, you know. I guess that's why they chose the place. It already comes with the creepy built in. Sarah didn't smile. Why was she taking it so personally? Even Nix could laugh about it now that it was over. The only thing that really bothered Nix was finding out whether she'd seen a ghost or hallucinated the whole thing. But the mirror had broken. Others had at least noticed that. Yo! Both Nix and Sarah jumped. 
The voice came from the backyard. They stuck their heads out the window. Far below at the pool's edge, Jordan waved his arms. It made Nick's uncomfortable to see Jordan in the dark, alone, so vulnerable next to the trees. Nick scanned the bushes, but it was impossible to see anything. You might want to come take a look at this, Jordan called. I think Pillowhead left us something. 